Ahoy there, legendary listener. Welcome to another episode of the Halo Effect podcast. My name is Lauren Quellhurst, and this podcast journeys into the world of people from all walks of life. And through the power of communication, I aim to shine light on topics that will ultimately add value. It's designed to inspire, ignite, and uplift the speaker and listener through exposing the beauty that exists within the raw and the real. It's a wherever, whenever kind of podcast where you can find an episode to match your mood, the weather, or the company. If you or someone you know has a story that will add value, please get in touch and we'll aim to get them onto the podcast. So get ready for the value to come. Get set with your favorite tea or coffee for the run. And let's go. Let's dive deep, shine some light, and have some fun. And so the halo effect begins. Before we jump right into the episode today, I just want to check in to see whether you are living the life that you deserve and the life of your dreams. So what I'm super passionate about is kind of acknowledging where you've come from and guiding you with positive influence to where you want to go. And this reflects in all of the work that I do. So I don't just work one job. I don't just teach yoga. I also have other businesses where I'm recruiting other people like myself who have a really high energy and have this desire to want to connect to other souls from all sorts of areas. And this is also a means to be able to have passive income coming in from many different streams. So if that is something that you are interested in and want to know more about it, please reach out to me and you can get in contact with me via my phone number or my Instagram or my Facebook or email. And I've provided all of that in the show notes and you'll be able to find me. So I really, really look forward to hearing from you, connecting with you and potentially even working with you. Let's do this. Welcome aboard to another incredible episode and today we have the most beautiful soul Laura Sontag if I have done that any justice or Laura Sontag if I was to just go pure Australian and Laura's background is as a massage therapist and a body worker and she's just a new yoga teacher at the moment teaching in Hatha and Vinyasa so congratulations to you, Laura, there. It's, I know it's a huge accomplishment, not only to get that piece of paper, but to actually just go through the training itself, which is it's more intense than I think some people realize. So she's on her journey to become an embodiment coach and also has a bachelor in psychology too. So um, I can see that you're also a fellow eternal student, which is something that I just absolutely admire in souls. And it's probably why we connected really in the first place is that, you know, you're forever learning of new ways to share your story and of new ways of communication. So with that, I'm going to let you come in 
tell your story of how you got to be where you are and and why in particular you've chosen all of the modalities that you have chosen so far? Oh, wow. It's a long story, but I don't know where it begin. Uh, I've always been in love with the body and the reason why it's I'm born with a body. And uh, in the past year, I began to dive deep inside uh, a body man's field. And it hit me really, I think, a month ago to realize most people are not in their body. And it totally blew my mind to realize that because to me, it doesn't make sense. If you're not in your body, where are you? Mm. So, yeah, I began with massage because it was the easiest thing I have around. I was from the countryside in France, so we don't have a lot of things going on. No class, nothing. So massage was my way. Um, this is how I came. To, I moved to Quebec and Canada. Uh, I was studying in psychology, and I have the possibility to do an internship in Quebec. So I took the plan for the first time in my life, the day of my 21st birthday for immigrants. <laughs> yeah, I've been eight years now. So it's a good trip. And at the end, massage were interesting, interesting here. So I extend my travel for a year. And I met someone who told me, let's go on the road. And I went backpacking for all year between uh, West Coast Canada, Canada uh, California. I ended up in Peru because my best friend was in internship in Buenos Aires. And we said, let's go to Machu Picchu together. Wow, um, you've done it all. You've done all the spiritual spots. Yeah, but I was not spiritual at all at the time. I was just go with the flow of life. I was making a friend, say, oh, let's go do that. And yeah, I think this is my 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 strong foot. It's I just say yes to opportunity. I like love today. that. <laughs> like exactly. It's exactly why you're here right now. Like I find it such an interesting thing when people talk about the body too, because I really, really like have like that obsession with, I just find people so interesting and we all have such different structures and the way that we're kind of made up to be our unique self. But I, I'm curious as to like, you know, really how you blend that in your work because often even like in psychology and yoga they talk about trying to like I don't know there's different perspectives of whether you're trying to get out of your body and into your mind or or whatever it is so like where do you sit with that and how do you teach all of the work that you do in terms of incorporating both yoga psychology and embodiment into like into their body, but not getting them so consumed in it just being a body, if that makes sense. I still try to figure out how to teach that, actually. It's, I had a really good training in body work, was a diplo with Milena Bergeron. She's a nomadic soul who ended up buying um, an house on the beach in a in, um, 
Salvador surfing most of the time and teaching some of the day. And she already made a big blend between bodywork, yoga, with this surfing something, yogic something, and with a big nomadic something. So she's one of my major uh, influence on in this field. Um, to me, it was when I, I took the training with her, I felt like I had a gem to give to the world because she made me understand better how I work, my postural work, my alignment, and what it means about me. And I was, hmm, okay, but how to teach that to people? First, first client I saw the next month, I was so excited. I was, okay, try to do that, that, that. But <laughs> if you try to say more than one thing to change in a life, people just freak out. Okay, okay. First, feel, come back in two weeks. <laughs> so it's more, give some tips and understand where, where the person is. Some people, I say, okay, how do you sit in your chair? They don't even feel that. Mm. And some other people, you can really go, okay, where is your neck? And go deeper on the spine. And okay, where is your breathing? It's, it's all, it's more understand where people are, but more I go deeper in my work, more I'm interesting people who come my way. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm ready to learn that thing. And so all to blend all of it. It's really one-to-one. It says it all though, like what you just said before, of when you dive deeper into your own practice and even embarking your own journeys or adventures, whether that's in travel or whether that's through your practice, you naturally draw in the people who are needing to learn from you at that time. So it, it's always quite interesting how students can, you know, come into your life and then they can leave or you outgrow people at different times, right? And I imagine that you've done that yourself. Like you seem like someone, like you said, who says yes and who goes with the flow. So who have been your teachers up until this point? I know you just mentioned one, but I'm sure you've had quite a few that you um, draw on at different times. And it doesn't just have to be yoga. Oh, yeah, I have so many teachers. And even in university, I have so much influence. And everyday people, like, I'm the kind of person you sit on a bench and have a talk with the next person sitting next to me and have a conversation with them. And just, okay, who are you? And what's your thing? This is, and my client has me so much because they always have a story and something to learn. and everyone of something it's why you have your podcast too i guess it's i have teacher my 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 teacher in um yoga it's a yoga sharia she's called uh, sylvie tremblay yes she Ooh. keep her real name <laughs> because she go across the old tradition she go in the shamanic tradition she she's all package so deep in the tantric tradition yeah um what i love with this woman it's She's so humble. She has a big background, big spiritual experience, a fucked up story. But yeah. when she's just a woman with trouble with her husband, with her child, and <laughs> she brings the whole package of tantric life. 
Um, this is so yeah. inspiring. Isn't it? Like hearing people's story in general, it's like, I think we can get so caught up in, in labels or just going, oh, Laura looks like she's got it all together, but you seem like someone who I would just, I, I would also chat to on a bench or on the bus or something and it'd be like, <laughs> oh, let's be friends and let's hang out forever. Um, but yeah, we, we literally do not know the stories behind like what some people are carrying. And I find that always like such a, a humbling moment where it, it gives you perspective when you ask about someone else's story and you go, wow, I thought my day was bad or I thought my life was bad or good or whatever it was, but it gives you this like leverage to look at them and go like, wow, they're still smiling. They're still turning up. And, and like you said, your teacher has problems at home or problems with their kids and they're still able to turn up as a really beautiful and compassionate human. So I, I'm sure that's, that's something that you want to embody yourself if you don't already like where do you see yourself going with all of the work that you're doing um hmm. I love the identity question because I feel I feel like I have been in identity crisis my whole life mm. don't feel like I fit in I was not belonging where I am I I'm a, I immigrated by myself at 21 good place to place and I was I feel lucky of my of this life because I had the chance to ask myself so many questions and test so different part of myself. Like I arrived in British Columbia in EP mode in a car, sleeping in a tent for a few months, take one shower in three months, literally, sleep mm -hmm. one time in a bed. <laughs> yeah. So it was my dirty EP mode and end up in California party with in the Silicon Valley with meeting the guys who manage all Google traduction in the taco bar at 4 a.m. in the morning and have a chat with these guys and my friend was working for the NASA and for Google and for Facebook just hanging out with people were just fucked up life and I'm like yeah they're just normal people <laughs> I love that it's like I thought this was going to be so much more like centered around you know and this is what I love about just going with the flow like we were saying before because I can read the things that you do or I can see photos and read stories but it's until you get that person um really speaking their own story that like your true essence comes through and what I get from you is that you just have a huge desire to like network and connect and and to connect to people on literally every single level of life it's like you know mm -hmm. there's no discrimination and it I think that actually kind of sums up embodiment like it's a it's a combination of not just one thing it's like all things psychology or all things play or all things horrible and all things trauma and all oh, things cool. love um yeah. everyone is traumatized in some way and everyone has something magical about them i can hang out in the homeless in the street and have a really good time and fun time as much i hang out with people was really important and leader in the, the field and it's kind of safe they're just they're just human and we forget that i have the chance uh, i work downtown montreal so it's a lot of 
office uh, around. And that's my last client tonight was PDG on a big, uh, yeah, but, or a big company. But he came, he was just, oh, I, I have pain in my knees. So when I have sex with my girlfriend, I have pain and we can have as much sex as I want. These guys have a big million company. And his only problem is he can't have sex all he wants with his wife, with his partner. Mm. So I always have this question, just what's your problem? And everyone has the same problem. Yeah. If they want belong, they want love, and everyone have an interesting story to tell. And everyone have is worried to not be enough for people, and everyone is worried for the same thing. We just all want to belong. And with all pandemia, I see so many people just lock themselves in their story. And it will be tough to go out for most people. And I'm sad for that. We are packed animals. We are made to be together. And today we forgot that. We forgot a part of your humanity. It's so sad. I just want to give you a big hug. You're just like the sweetest <laughs> thing. Like, I don't know. I Because I'm like, do you, have you ever felt like not enough? Or did you grow up in a family where you really did have a healthy sense of, of loving yourself? And like, what are your practices to give back to you so that you can give all of the beautiful energy that you do for your clients <laughs> and, and all of the random people that you come into interaction with? How do you fill your own cup? Um, I'm the, I'm the youngest one of my family, so I always felt weird in my family, but I have been bullied, bullied when I was a child, but I remember, I remember recently that when I was eight, eight or nine, been really sad why I, people didn't like me, but I have this reflection, if I have to be perfect to be loved, I will be perfectly imperfect. That just don't deserve me. And I will look for people who will deserve me and like myself. I was nine. What the fuck I think about What? <laughs> you little old soul? <laughs> but I take good care of myself. I actually I was in a bad relationship since uh, I broke up last summer. And since that, I was just in full time taking care of myself, seeing a therapist, doing yoga, meditate. Uh, see some friend and I just like spend time alone and take my bath do my oiling my skin and yeah I just love life I don't know I I do when I'm bored I do shit and if I don't want to do anything and do I do nothing it's I don't know it's that's natural for me. I have so many people around me just, you're too positive. Why do you do that? I don't know. Why be negative? You have enough grumpy people in life. I think it's about surrounding yourself with the people who like raise you up. Cause I, yeah, I've definitely copped that. Why are you so happy all the time? It's like, I love that you say, I just love life. And like, we don't need a, a reason or an excuse. It's like, no, I'm, I'm literally just high on life. Like it's so good. There's so many opportunities and we can both understand that there are things going on all the times that, you know, aren't great. And we're not speaking to that. You have to be smiling all the time, but really like just the opportunity to have breath and to have 
to, to like have your arms and your limbs at this stage, like both of us have that and the ability to communicate is like, wow, there's people out there with all sorts of crazy stories that are still doing amazing things and not making excuses. So if we can continue to raise the energy up, like within ourselves, that's just going to, it's just going to spread to the people that we continue to surround ourselves with or get who get drawn in. And, and I can almost guarantee that's why your relationship probably um, went at separate ways because your energy was at a different level to where his was. Do you know what I mean? And it's not a good or a bad thing. It's just like, well, I just need to respect myself enough and, and that's where I'm at. Yeah, totally. You want to watch Netflix every night? Mm. I want to offer Ike in the mountain, catch the sunrise every day. <laughs> We totally would be friends slash already are. But um, yes, you're so my girl. Um, what, like, what does your daily practice look like for you? Because you strike me as loving variety. So I'm sure it probably looks a little bit different each day. How do you, how do you tune into that? Actually, I really try to have an hour on the morning was more a ritual because if I don't do in the morning, I don't do anything during the day. Uh, I'm really proud of me. It's my uh, five, uh, fifth week where I run 10 to 15 minutes every morning. Yeah. Why running? Because for me, it's the most boring and useless activity on the world. So I I decide myself, if I can do that every day a little bit, I will be more willing to do boring things in my everyday life. Embodiment principle, do an activity to develop yourself. After that, I just meditate maybe for 20 minutes each, have some movement, yoga, training. So I have a quite a, an hour, hour and a half every day. Yeah. But I'm bicycling for season as a way of moving around Montreal city. So in summer, it's 20, 30 Celsius degree. In winter, it's minus 20, 20 degrees Celsius. So it's a, it's a big adventure. Maybe going But, for like a three hour run, um, just to... Walking away, running is boring. I I'm, so, I, I'm so there, but I love that you said that because we do need to harden up like we need to embrace the parts of like life that suck as well so if you can actively put yourself in a situation where you're like this is crap I hate this like really like you get to the end of it I'm sure there's going to be a point where you kind of go oh like I, I kind of enjoyed that run even though if you don't like the running itself you might have enjoyed the scenery or like the person that you came across do you know what I mean Oh, I'm starting already. And like I do at 6.30, 7 in the morning, the city is quiet. I have just few other runners. I have the guys playing soccer in the park. So it's really fun. I mean, to really enjoy it. Uh, even the feeling, because the first four weeks I was, uh, I don't like it. The rest this week, I'm, oh, I begin to enjoy it. And it took six weeks to change an habitude and three months to really rewire your brain and all this thing so yeah Is but that it's really well a day like do you put that kind of message across as well to your clients and your students like to 
to really have that consistency too, because we know how much having a disciplined approach to, to anything that you do, whether it is yoga poses or whether it's running, to actually notice the effect that it has in your life or like if you miss a day and go oh I really miss that I can see how it my day didn't shape up because I um skipped it like is that the sort of message that you put out there to them as well what I tell them most of the time if take 30 seconds one minute to do something a little bit every day every time we think about it because I have busy people and busy people always have thousand excuses to not do anything yeah. So I tell them, if you can take a minute, do one squat, one jumping jack, one minute dance, a new favorite music, anything, it's already an improvement if you do nothing. Yeah. And I tell them what I do. This is my way of doing. I, I'm, I do what I want people to do. So I said, oh, yeah, I just began to run every morning. I edit, but it's really fun. And I today a client wants to be, oh, when you told me that, I began to try to do it. So just once a week, once or twice a week, but I began to do it. So just, I don't think we can help people to change and to evolve if we don't do it ourselves. So I'm more, I'm the example, what I want to do, just. And I totally understand you don't have time, you don't have energy, and you don't want to do everything I do. It's yeah. time consuming, but I don't have a partner, I don't have kids, I live by myself, yeah. I don't have big responsibilities. This is my, my life gifts. It's the life I made for myself. But I'm really in a reducing, uh, reducing waste movement, so don't buy with paper and this kind of stuff, but it's organization the same way. Mm -hmm. I understand it's more expensive to buy organic and this kind of stuff. I understand you don't have the budget and you don't have the time or the, you are not willing to do so, but I will show you it's possible. And you will see how happy I am and you will want to be like me. This is my secret weapon. <laughs> you're totally the example like I think embodiment also just means being the example which you know you're embodying the qualities that you're trying to or that you do teach and it's like even if it's not in a in a session it's like you're just putting out there um all of this awesome energy and like I know that people would just get drawn to you I'm sure that's why you've probably got like a million friends that you know, you might not even have them on your phone or on social media, but I'm sure you've come across so many random souls in your life that's like, gosh, it's just, it's so exciting to just to have that curiosity, I guess, in and in, in love of life. And it just helps you turn up to be really, really vibrant and to keep putting the work in. And, and like, like you said, with, with time, so that's such a pain point for people. They go, I don't have time. And it's like, we could all say that, but if you don't actually make time to schedule in, even if it's a minute, then of course you won't have time. You'll fill it with something else. There's so many things that we can fill our time and our minutes and our seconds with. So um, yeah, it's, it's lovely to see that you really schedule in the time for you and that you stick with your 
morning routine because you know yourself that well that if you don't then the rest of the day is gone and um yeah you kind of go what did I do how did all that happen today <laughs> yeah exactly that schedule is my best friend if I don't if it's not in my schedule I don't do it but now I have a new trick it's yeah. I leave prop everywhere in my apartment like that every time I see a prop I try to do something so I playing with handstand for those days. So I was, okay, I see my block. I try a handstand, just one, and I do something else. And everything is a choice, every single thing. You can choose to don't make the choice, but life will make it for you or someone else. Yeah. We build our life. So what do you want to do with your life? That's it. Yeah. And um, if you don't make the choice, someone else would make it. Oh, and how many my... people don't know that answer to that question, right? Mm -hmm. They don't know what they want. I, I am in a world where you have a lot of artistic, uh, big scene, artistic scene, and most people just work something to go make music after that, to go party, to go paint in their side life. Yeah. But you can make your life around that too. And uh, when I was backpacking, I was in what I effectively call the vortex because it's an EP vortex in North America. Some Australian on this one, some French too, and people from all around the world. It's you go work in uh, British Columbia, cherry picking, fruit picking, picking mushroom in the north. After that, you go south, spend all your winter in Mexico, Guatemala, and this kind of stuff go back house for a month and go back in the vortex go cherry picking all summer between march or april to september go back spend your, your winter doing circuit jungle poi fire pouring and you go back again and again and i've had so many people who did that for years <laughs> it's exciting it's a perfect life in some for some people if you don't want be safe and have a house and child, all this kind of stuff. It's a good life. Yeah. But and you make, make your life. Again, yeah, like you said, it's a choice. It's how you want to live your life. Your life isn't going to be the life that everyone wants or can, you know, they don't, they might not have the means or they might not be single without a partner with that ability to just kind of move and be free but again like everything really does come down to a choice and it can look a little bit different even if you want similar things out of the life that you live it's like you can still bring excitement into your life you can still bring freedom in but it might not look like traveling for work it could just be again scheduling in time to go for a holiday or time to go for a big adventure at some point in the year and um yeah, it's really cool. What What is the most random thing and coolest experience you've ever had? Oh, wow. I have no idea. <laughs> Sometimes I think about it. It was, was the most fun and weird. I think I know what the weirdest thing I did. I don't want to say that on a podcast. My 24-hour um, my in Portland. I was just in a bad bread cup. And I was traveling with a friend who smoked a lot of weed, mm -hmm. but I was keeping the bag and I talked randomly with someone. So this is the day I smoked crack 
without noticing it. So I was fucking nowhere, smoking with someone in order to be something I don't expect it was. That was a weird night. On the same night, or right share uh, just fell on us to a second one too. So we were 10 by uh, 10 p.m. in Portland Street. I have no idea what to do. Mm -hmm. So we end up sleeping in a homeless shelter. So this is my 24 hour in Portland. It's quite a weird one. Wow. But a few weeks after that, I was in a penthouse in San Francisco calling. <laughs> You're it's like it's so bizarre like how much can happen it, it would have almost felt like the 24 hours didn't even happen or you'd be like literally was that life or did that even I'm not even sure how to word it it's like I'm so confused exactly or I end up in Mexico in January because a friend just asked me, do you want to join me for Mexico in the middle of a pandemic? What an online friend, I never met him. And I was, oh yeah, sure, let's do this. And we end up lost in the jungle because we were meeting some friend, only walking for go somewhere else. And when we were chatting, was, we were knowing where we were. A big car kind of emmer, yellow, but not really. Stop by and say, oh, do you want a ride? We said, yeah, sure, let's go to the ride. Really handsome, fancy guy, cute, really perfect English. And he was, oh, what do you do here? I was, oh, we have some, some friends who go back to the city. And, and you, oh, we were catching something for the party tonight. Oh, cool, what kind of party? Oh, it's a secret party. If you want to come, we can send you a car. And I oh, no, it's okay, we have a plan. We got out of the car. It was, do we just have a BA check by a cartel guy in the middle of the jungle in Mexico? Yes. Yep. <laughs> Only Laura. Only Laura would be able to pull off this story, right? <laughs> I have so many little stories this way. You just, I said yes, and I take right and not left, and I, end up somewhere this is life this well is you it. can have a plan and go straight where you want to go and you just say hi to the person next to you and make a new friend and hmm, this is all I like life that's why I end up go ahead no you go uh this is why I end up break breaking up uh, my uh I'm, I'm in divorce process and this is why I ended this relationship is why someone proposed me to go in adventure and I feel I, I can't say yes because he will never understand why I want to go in this adventure so when you are with someone who don't understand what lights you are up why do you stay here yeah so this is I spent three years of my life really be bored and I was okay no enough time for a new adventure <laughs> And this is where like relationships and understanding where friendships and stuff really work is when we understand the basic need of the other human. So it's like there's certainty, variety, um, significance, love and connection, growth and contribution. And if like your partner or whoever you're around doesn't respect your need for uncertainty and variety, then it's like, 
you know, they're going to be trying to draw you into their world of certainty, perhaps. And it's like, that's never going to work for somebody like you, you're going to push against that. But if you can be around people who are embracing your, your gypsy soul and your free spirit, then you're going to be probably more committed and loyal to those people who actually like let you roam and let you be free. Whereas it feels like it's putting a monkey in a cage when, you know, someone like yourself who's so beautiful and, and open to be told like, no, you can't do that. It's like, oh, you're either one going to rebel or that relationship is never going to work. No, you can try to do so for a little while, but yeah, you I saw my friend two years ago or seen my this relationship and my friend looked at me and said, you're, you're off, you're not there. You're not the person I know what's happened. And that was really a big call for me. It was, okay, what's going on? Um, this is all I get in the yoga training and this kind of stuff, but more I go in my yoga training, more the relationships <laughs> break <laughs> in some way. Yeah. So, yeah. But today I'm really happy with the people I have around me because I know whatever I do, they will be there for me. Yeah. And this is important. If you don't trust people around you to love whatever you do, whatever you think, whatever you change, do they really your friend or your loved one? What did you, you learn you been... from that relationship though? Like in terms, did you feel like having having clarity maybe moving away do you feel like there was an element that really grounded you by having by having that relationship or was there anything in there that like helped you develop routine or stability or was it like nothing really serving you and a, a very were you in a, like a lost place as to why you stuck at it for so long or that you just didn't really know who you are or what you wanted I didn't really know at the time. To me, I was stopping backpacking and I met these guys and I fell deeply in love. And our move was I had to go back to France and we were madly in love. And it was, oh, let's get married and be together and do your immigration thing. And my romantic soul was, oh, yeah, this is the most romantic move I can do. Sure. And for me, it was a new adventure. I was, okay, I had fun. It's time to settle down and I love Montreal. I want to stay there. It will be two birds on a stone. And at the end, it was fun the first two years. Yeah. And time passed and I was something, I get bored and it's comfortable. I don't like being in this profoundly comfort zone and he was beginning to talk to me about buying an apartment and our friend around us began to have kids and this kind of stuff. There was, whoa, no fucking way I have kid with you. I'm sorry, but I feel you already take too much of my energy. I don't want to do that. And mm. um, when I have opportunity, I was always, oh, let's go in adventure. Let's go and travel. Just take a cabin and go somewhere. And we never did one thing. In four years, we never did anything just to both of us nothing we went in france uh spent a week in paris and visiting my friend my family in uh, strasbourg 
and his parents was with us. All of his parents was very fun to have them, but was supposed to be a trip for us. So when you have all this little thing, when I don't know, my romantic soul was, I don't marry this guy. I marry the adventurous way of being, just mm -hmm. get on the fly to get married and be together and have fun and life take over never have time for nothing and never be on the same bits. And he was working more late in the night and I was more, I try. And this is so sad because I literally immigrate for this guy. Yeah. And I end up divorcing in the middle of the pandemic, in the middle of fucking nowhere, <laughs> in another country and lost all my main network because my main network was his family and his friend. And today I come, I have five friends I see regularly and they're really deep to my heart and most of my family and other friends and all I will try my best to make it work and try again and try again and again and end up sad and don't feeling myself and yeah don't be positive anymore so it's not to anyone is it when when you're not operating at your best of like when you can't be happy for you then you can't kind of turn up and really authentically be happy for that other person or even happy to all of the friends and family around you and it's like you know when I see you you have such spark and to think that you know that spark would ever be lost it'd just be like well that's just not Laura like she's just not operating in flow for her so you know having people that challenge you to be out of your comfort zone is amazing because that is the it's the way to grow it, it really is the only way to grow but it, it's it's also like you know he's not a bad person for being the way that he is and it's like if he if he wants to remain in comfort zone and with that familiarity like and if his need is certainty then then that's okay like he's going to make someone very happy who wants to settle down exactly. and have and have all of that security right exactly it's perfect it's it's perfect you want that but i don't and, but I learned that, I learned what I wanted, what I didn't want anymore. Yeah. I learned to pick myself, to stop, to put someone else before me. And, and this is, I'm really happy. Like you committed, you committed to that for, you know, three years, like for your personality too, that you go, you do get bored or you do like to move quickly. I think three years for somebody with, that personality is quite a testimony to your name, like really. Um, and like, and, and bigger more so, cause there's so many people that are, are kind of good at sticking at that one thing, but like, yeah, I'm sure that would have been probably one of your biggest challenges to go like, oh my God, this hasn't changed like three years, what's going on? <laughs> oh yeah, totally, I was, oh. 
okay let's try again and again and again it was oh my god how long did we try fucking again and mm-hmm. um, at the end it was done and um, he was trying oh no promise i will chant if we do that because too late <laughs> maybe if you believe it and even if you begin to do it something is break and it's so good to be alone i really decide to take a celibacy trip since that and take a few breaks inside because huh, life brings gorgeous man on my way <laughs> but it's nice to be single i don't know i i living alone i can do whatever i want whenever i want i can eat whatever i want all the grocery i made are still in the fridge no one pick it <laughs> totally and i'm <laughs> that's all those things just I can wake up at five in the morning to get the sunrise and nobody will find this. This is weird. And my best friend do it with me sometimes. But I don't know. It's, when I listen to all my fun, I was, oh, yes, I have to do with this for my kid. And I got to, to my partner, accept and that. I was, I'm not ready to get back in a relationship anytime soon. I like too much the freedom to do whatever I want. Cool when I break up, my grandma's. Yeah, when I break up, my grandmother's. Oh, you will find someone else really soon. Just I don't want any fucking one. Why do you think I want anyone? Just it's a normal thing to have one person in my life. Ooh. and I'm around a lot of polyamorous people. So yeah, why have one person when I got five or ten or six? I don't know. You are such a gypsy soul. It's beautiful. Um, it's it's beautiful too because uh, I think you'll find that, like, when you have a like, if or when you have a partner and that person comes in, I feel like they will meet you where you're at, and you'll realize that you know that freedom element will be so big in them too. But it isn't it amazing to get that clarity before entering into um like any kind of relationship whether it's just friendship or with clients like knowing what you value is just like well I don't want to be tied to a studio I don't want to be tied to like a house or a location because like you could have an opportunity pop up and and you could you strike me as a person who'd be like yep I'll make it work I'll pack up my place and I'll I'll move there to live there so you know, if that's the stage of your life that you're at, like being by yourself and learning all of the yogic practices that you are, it's it's putting in such an awesome foundation for you because I can guarantee when people start to come in, they're going to be your greatest triggers. Like if there's like, you don't do this work and then like you could easily, anyone could kind of easily live alone. Um, But it's when we get, triggered by circumstances or people that the real practical application of our work comes in hey totally if you can't be uncomfortable in you where you are this is this what i see yoga you go in a posture and it's uncomfortable and you breathe in and you say okay this has become comfortable this is how you put your feet behind your head you just do it accept it it's not comfortable oh one day it works this is a secret. It's a center. This is yoga. This is yoga. Just you practice thing. 
And one day you realize, is this why I go in the embodiment yoga principle? It's a yoga where you go, you don't have postural, it's more principle, it's really different than traditional one, but it's do yoga for your life. Yeah. You you get something, you observe how you act, you observe how you move, you observe embodiment, it's exactly that. Observe how you move, how you react in it's in this situation, this one, and this is what you do every day in every situation, every relationship. Yeah. Okay. Now you know it. Now you can influence it if you accept it. But if you don't know, you can do anything. So yeah, it's uncomfortable. It's good to be uncomfortable. Yes, it <laughs> is, is good to be uncomfortable. That is, it's like growing pains of life and you realize that you get through it and you can look back at it and go, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> like I, I was just a little bit like of a complainer or it seemed really bad at the time, but um I think you realize that you can you do have the strength to get through it and I like I know that having your energy around as like a, a coach or a teacher or, or whatever kind of um relationship or interaction you're having I'm sure you would just make people feel like they can do it of like if it's just a minute you can do it or if it's you know if you're feeling pain here you're gonna get through it and we're gonna get you there uh yeah, and that's you can do it so um, yeah you can do it <laughs> and my favorite thing is you don't have to do anything i tell to you i don't care no. it's not my body it's not my life don't do it for me it will not change any fucking thing if you still do the same thing mm -hmm. i saw that so many of my clients just do nothing come see me every single day and we'll be happy with that no problem <laughs> amen sister i'm hearing you loud and clear there um who like what what do you do to like what's your vibe out song if you're like running or if you're like in a real like dance mood what's the song that you put on that gets you in like in a really happy state oh my god I learned to dance rockabilly jive, partner dance. And to me, this 50s rockabilly, the dresses and all of that, this is just joy. This is pure joy. It's a post-World War II music. It's, you know, you're in the 50s, 60s, contraception become a thing. It's just the old revolution, sexual revolution. Women began to have curves, the dresses have become shorter. It's just this old vibe of let's get happy. We don't care about anything. So, yeah. You're just the best. I think like you've got like such um, a paradoxical nature and I'm, I'm sure that people go like, I would not have picked that from you. Like I, I love all different types of music as well. And when you say, oh, like the 50s, I'm like, I can be into the 50s or I can be in the 20s or I can be in the 2000s and it's all about environment right like it's it's who we're around and who we can kind of vibe with to that moment but I love that that's your kind of happy place and I could totally picture you in like a, a red polka dot dress or something high-waisted where you're just like I discovered this week we have a Christian Dior exposition from 50s dress in Montreal and I was oh my god I just want to see the beautiful red dress from 50 52 <laughs> I was almost here yes I was 
said to my friend, just talk about fancy outfit from 50s. It was, you talk me about fashion right now, for real? Just, yes, I'm a big fashion fan. <laughs> yes. Girl, what's your like, what's your go-to sneaky soul food that you would go like, that is your ultimate excitement when you come back to your apartment and you go like, oh yes, I am so just going to snuggle up on the couch and eat this and I feel really good. Uh, Nat, I'm vegan in life. And if you give me pistachio, this is my favorite thing in the world. Just the good pistachio but they are expensive, so don't, don't buy them too much. <laughs> we are saying with my best friend, she was, uh, everyone has this menstruation thing that she eats. Mm -hmm. And she was talking, oh, this is ketchup lace. I was, me, it's pistachio. So it was two different kinds. You have the junk food and you have the healthy girl with the nuts. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> when you said pistachio, my mind instantly was like, oh, pistachio ice cream. I'm like, no, Lauren, just pistachio. It's fine. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but my favorite thing in the world where I'm a really big nerd is yeah. tea. Japanese green tea. Have you ever done a tea ceremony? Yeah, I did. Matcha ceremony, tea oh, ceremony. Oh, I have a tea mastery. Mm -hmm. I even plan to maybe move to Japan for six months just for learn about tea in a few years. <laughs> this uh, is my kind of person. Well, I, uh, what's your star sign? My what? What's your star sign? My star is Leo. You're Leo, you're fire. Of course you are. I'm yellow. <laughs> yellow and you've got the hair that's like, ah the lion um of course you're a leo that makes complete sense i i would love to look through all the people that i've had on because i'm a i'm a gemini which is an air sign and so i notice how my my communication with people can really be like rah or it can really be grounded and it's like when there's air and fire that's naturally just going to be like <laughs> Oh, what's going on? We are talking about pistachio ice cream, not pistachio. <laughs> and people think they can't smile in life. Like we're literally talking about nuts. Like how do we get here? <laughs> Always an attitude. It's everything an attitude. I want to wake up for online class at 4 a.m. in the morning because it was UK yeah. time. Yeah. We end up at five. I was chatting with people at the end and they was, oh, it's not really early. And I was, yes, but like I'm up. I can go catch the sunrise. I was, you're too positive. It's fucking five in the morning. Why you don't want to run for the sunrise? Most people don't. <laughs> I was, yeah. You know what? I reckon your energy is really like, um, it, how, it probably helps with, with the way that you like eat too so like having that really clean diet and and having that other approach in your life like I'm sure you're human as well and have those times where you're not always eating perfect or like the most healthiest foods but it does really help when we eat clean and and you have that you know the cleanliness inside of your body so that all of the organs can function properly and 
and your body's getting all of the nutrients it can to give you the bursts of life because so many people don't even know what it's like to feel good so they can't relate to to going oh, I don't even know what like ecstatic joy feels like because they're probably so unhealthy with um in a, in a lot of different areas you know what I mean yeah no for sure food is really important i try to do um fasting i do um intermittent fasting every day but sometimes i like oh let's go for 24 or 48 hours but i don't handle myself at all 48 hours i don't focus and i'm jumping from an idea to another and if you talk to me i'm just you can't follow the conversation. We should have a conversation after two days fasting together. It will be more much fun. Babe, so, that, that'll be our catch up. Um, if we catch up, it'll be like fasting, delirium and, oh, no, I was going to say pistachios, but that defeats the whole purpose of fasting. <laughs> Maybe that can It's okay, we can close the fasting. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's, but when I'm too up, I have to eat something to ground me. And in Quebec, we have what we call poutine. So it's fries, cheese, and gravy. That's it. Ooh. It's a perfect winter thing. <laughs> and we do that in Australia. And I haven't heard anybody else doing chips with cheese and gravy other than when I used to live in a different part of Australia. Because I've moved okay. around different parts of Australia and people like, cheese and gravy I'm like it's the best it's like having popcorn with Maltesers and it's having kind of the salty and the sweet and I'm like I'm all for those weird flavors it's a perfect it's a perfect late night hungover thing on the like just you need to ground yourself after being too trippy and just being too much time in the forest and have too much fasting and just I don't know Let's back to basics. Chill. Hey, Cheers, what, and gravy. <laughs> what would you what would you like recommend to our listeners and viewers if there was like one book to read or if there was one activity to do or a podcast to listen to? What would it be and why? Uh, I'm a big groupie of Mark Walsh podcast, Embodiment podcast. You have a lot of stuff about so many things and it's really and it's really interesting. Could you just say so that many. again, girly? Is it the embodiment podcast? Podcast, yes, with Mark Walsh. Uh, to read. Oh my goodness, you have so much good thing to read. A last book I read and I really love is this one, Bodyfulness. What? Oh. This is my last one I really love. Body. Bodyfulness from Kristen Caldwell. Can you this do next Kristen who? Oh, Christine. Caldwell. Cool. It's a Renaissance book. And the, <laughs> the one I read right now and it blew my mind, it's Shin Zen Young's uh, Science of Alignment. Yes. I was taking a day off to relax and I read this book when you talk about everything is temporal and you're nothing and you're just a wave and it was it's mind-blowing okay. huh it's mind-blowing I just my life changed in a day of well changed every day 
but any and to me any activity if you have one activity to do every single day put your favorite music and dance like yeah, no yeah. one look at you this is the secret weapon if you want to move just move dance just, i don't know yes. what was your song today what was your song today put it out there my last song today oh i have my brain is blocked on one song those days it's called um a girl called jazz can you uh, link it to me in facebook sure i will send you a girl called jazz from omido it's sexy as hell it's also uh it's trappy it's everything i love and um, yeah I'll send you that right away beautiful <laughs> so i'm going to include all of laura's i just totally butchered it i'm doing it laura L laura i'm just gonna no, go perfect laura i'm gonna include <laughs> all of her details in the show notes but if you've listened to this whole thing or watched it you know that Laura just loves to connect. She loves to be able to hear your story, to share her many incredible stories that I'm sure I've only heard like the tiniest bit of um, that we've covered in an hour. But what what is the best place for people to reach you, Laura? And like, where do you where do you respond from? Um, the Facebook is really efficient with me. If you, yep. Facebook, Instagram. I'm mostly posting in French, yep. but you can always come talk to me and have a chat about anything. Okay. Maybe one day I will be more in English. <laughs> Maybe you'll be here and we'll be hanging out. Who knows? Australia is somewhere in my future plan. <laughs> Look, it could be later in your year the way that you move. So who knows? what will happen who knows what will bring you to the, your next place i would i completely aborted the idea of saying what are your plans moving forward because i'm sure you have a very loose grasp of that and it's not a bad thing it's just it's open to you know opportunity which is really cool yeah my plan is to get my citizenship in canada and after that the world is mine <laughs> the world is already yours baby you've got this yeah <laughs> I've so enjoyed chatting to you and I really, really appreciate you for making the time and giving your time and energy, like your incredible energy. Um, so I look forward to staying in touch with you. And if you ever have anything that you're wanting to share or wanting to put out there to Australia or, at, you know, to the community at large and need a bit of like a solid base, you know who to get in contact with let me know and and we can try and get your stuff out there um with with that mm. little bit of teamwork and i and i understand what your personality is like and i love it so yeah safe with me thank you <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Halo Effect podcast. I really enjoyed recording it and I truly hope that you feel lighter, more inspired and that it really has added value to you or maybe somebody that you shared it with. Keep tuning in and please subscribe, like and share this episode or the episode that you love the most on your social media page 
and tag me in it and I'll give you a shout out in the next episode. And if you're not on the social media train, that's cool. Just reach out to me via text or email and I'll get back to you there. The more feedback that you continue to give, the more value I can continue to give back to you. And with that, I'm signing out with oceans of love and light. Loft.